coming into this thing fully blind. First time I haven't watched a Grizz playoff game in my in my life, I think. You had a good reason, though. You had a good reason. <laughs> I had a good reason. This isn't pure professional negligence. I got married on Friday. So we had our first night as a married couple. So we went out to dinner. And I, uh, I, uh, the one rule was I wasn't allowed to have football on during dinner. That's fine. I then, you know, used my new marriage compromise to say, okay, we got to go watch the end of the Idaho-Southern <laughs> Illinois game. So got that for my trade. So I saw the end of the Southern Illinois game. I was following along and I've watched the press conference and everything so i guess my first thought was no my first thought is congratulations that is thank awesome you. we're thank so you. happy for you. you anyone that has seen you in the last year two years knows how happy you are and it's great that uh, you guys finally tied the knot so have well, to get that well, in there before we get into any yeah. of this well, football you. analysis well thank you it was one of the great thrills of my life and it was uh, super fun and, and uh, i'm so happy to uh, have the wife that i do so if you were to tell me without knowing anything about this game that it snowed for the whole pregame and the whole first quarter and that the Grizz blocked a punt and that they scored a defensive touchdown and that Clifton McDowell threw two and ran in one, I'd say, okay, yeah, the Grizz won by 30. That's what happened. Yep, that's what they, it's exactly to a T. And if I would have told you that they would put up a, a season high in points, they would score on six consecutive possessions, uh, you would say, oh, wow, this, this could absolutely be a runaway. And it turned into it, but... It was a little bit sketchy at the start. Sure. Second play of the game, Clifton Pick, McDowell, right? I mean, throws, throws an interception just the second of the season. That was the first snow game for Cliff, and, and they didn't want to talk about it going in, and Cliff's a tough dude, and he obviously adjusted, but that was his second throw ever in the snow, and it was fluttering a little bit, and I thought the tone was set immediately. Delaware gets the ball at the 38. They surprised everybody. They they kept it a secret all week. They, did. they bring Ryan O'Connor in at quarterback, their, their initial starter, and you're thinking – Oh boy. Okay. Second play turnover starters back in. Watch out. Grizzly defense makes a stand, pushes him backwards. And then the momentum got rolling. The 15 play drive for the Grizzlies, right? To, to get a field goal. You're thinking, man, this is going to be tough, tough sledding to get yards today. Then the block punt was everything. Block punt turned the momentum of this game around. Grizz take over on the 28. Give it to Xavier Harris. Harris scores first touchdown in eight games. And it was the stable of running backs. And it was all downhill from there for Delaware, I thought. So it was the momentum of the crowd, the snow globe. It was wild. I know you've seen the pictures by now. So reminiscent of Cal Poly and Sammy Akem who does great stuff for you guys for us as well had a perfect picture time lapse from 650 to yeah. 710 it was just straight pandemonium and snow from clear to, to whiteness so it was pretty awesome on Saturday night no question introducing smart biz the ultimate wi-fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications with out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com slash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. He's Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. Didn't even introduce him here. You already know, though, because it's a podcast. So you clicked on the link. You already know who you're listening to. Probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. I got to tell you that I went to the coaches show on Wednesday, and then I, there was no coaches show. And then I was like, is it because of the playoffs? And then I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Riley's in Reno. We even talked about this last week. So You weren't the only one. There is a coaches show this, yes, this week. Yes, though. we have a coaches show this week. And as I knock on wood, if the Grizzlies sure. continue on, there will be one next week. So for those out there, the next two Wednesdays, hopefully at Finn, 630 playoff editions of the coaches show we'll come back to some of the details of this game against delaware but i want to ask you this i was writing this in my sports center this morning for espn radio this is the seventh trip to the quarterfinals under bobby Houck as the head coach at montana including the third time in the last five years 
Does this feel different to you than the last couple times they've been to the quarters? Immensely different. Way different, I right? can't even describe well, to you Well, part of it's because we're not planning itinerary travels to go to Harrisonburg, Virginia or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, or, or to go plan a short week in a sleet storm down at Weber State. Yeah, Those right, were the last two right. trips. The biggest difference in all of this, Coulter, is that the Grizzlies are at home and you feel this inner confidence that is just continuing to build that feels that the confidence feels like as big as this stadium does on Saturdays yeah, sure. and on this week, Friday night, to where... They're only gaining it, and it feels so different. A legitimate chance to win. Not only that, you're starting to see it from around the country, and I, I'm taking it from this approach. When the Grizzlies were the sixth seed the last two times they were in the quarterfinal, it was more of, oh, man, James Madison, they're big. They're, they're going to be tough. And now you're starting to see it from around the rest of the country of, how are you going to go into Missoula That's and right. win? And the perspective is is so mind-blowingly different. And, I, and I'm with you. Yes, the, the biggest obvious difference is they're at home. But just the way this team's playing is, is on another level from anything I've seen. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Run down the road. It up. We're sitting here at the Washington Grizzlies Stadium press box, and you can feel it around the community, too. That's one of the other biggest differences. I mean, I'm from Missoula. I grew up here. I lived, you know, two-thirds of my life here. You've been in Missoula for what now? Eight years? Is that eight right? Eight years. Yeah. It objectively feels way different everywhere you go. I mean, we talked to, I mean, everybody that t- comes up and talks to us in public, all they want to talk about is the Grizz, but it feels way different now, right? I mean, pretty much everybody you talk to us is like, oh, yeah, Grizz are rolling. Oh, Grizz are rolling. And I think with the way this the schedule lines out, it's been building with confidence and more people have been getting on board since what? The Idaho game was first. Yep. Then Sacramento State, everyone knew the Grizz were legit. Yeah. Then you get a week off. Then you have the rivalry game, blow out Montana State like that. Then you get a week off. It's just, it, it's built perfectly, right? Yeah. Every two to three weeks, they just get another signature win and yeah. get more belief behind this entire community, this entire state. And that's what's so cool about this place. It's it's not like this. And I, no disrespect out there, it's not like this at Furman. It's not oh, like this right. at Delaware. If there's a team that rallies around, you feel the whole state is behind you. That's what makes this place great. No question about it. And I, I feel it, you feel it, we all feel it, and that's why I don't want this ride to stop anytime soon. Coulter, you know what I call people who only grill in the summers? What's that, Gus? Morons. There's no better time to grill than in the middle of winter, boots on, snow falling, nose freezing, meat sizzling. And if you want to be the master of the winter grill, you got to make sure you're stocked up on Alpine Touch. The pepper blend is an old standby. The, the prairie fire will certainly keep you warm on the inside during the cold winter, and the chili sublime will remind you of warmer summer days to come. Alpine Touch, available at retail locations around the state of Montana or at alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. More about this Delaware game then. First of all, tell me about Sawyer Rockadelli. What a great story, man. I mean, the guy comes here and, and they actually expected him to be one of the main guys on the offense last year. And then he blows out his knee and then he's seen the evolution of the offense, you know, different scheme and stuff under Brent Pease, bunch of different quarterbacks. Now they settled on a guy, but they've also seen the, the, the rapid growth of all the ju- other junior receivers like Keelan White, Junior Bergen, Aaron Fonts. 
But Rockinelli's found his way on the field in a lot of different ways. I don't know if anybody thought like his highlights from the last month would be throwing a touchdown and blocking a punt, right? Like he's not really catching the ball, but he's contributing in a huge way. I think it's a great story. It's awesome. And every single special teams unit, you see number nine out there and you're thinking, what the heck? Between Sawyer Rockinelli, David Copang, they've been doing a great job. But Sawyer Rockinelli getting his hands on there to block it. I mean, he won the Pat Norwood Award for the most inspirational player. And that's yeah. voted on by the teammates in the locker room. He's so highly regarded as someone... You blow out your knee twice. How many people are still performing at a high level? And this is no discredit to anything in the receiving core, but I have really loved this year. It felt like the last couple years, it was a forced balance to where we have to get certain guys, certain amount of catches. This group is so selfless. They don't care who who gets it on a given day. And you've got the talent of four guys. Racanelli's probably had the, the least amount of stats out of the four, but it doesn't matter to him. And it doesn't matter in that receiver room. He's such a good athlete. I think that I'm glad that you mentioned that with them being juniors. All four of these guys For are sure. juniors. With number one is is scary to think about. They all can come back next year and be part of this core. But it's just really cool to see guys contribute on special teams. And if we're talking about Sawyer Racanelli contributing on special teams, got to say the same for someone like Isaiah Childs, right? There, Isaiah Childs did nothing wrong all year. It's just a loaded running back room. He was number four. So what happens? He's on the kickoff team and he made a booming tackle on a kick off this week. And, and that's a byproduct of why these guys are so good. If you've been following this all year, it might seem like a broken record at this point. They are, they, they epitomize team in the dictionary. They don't care who gets the, the big time accolades each game. You've mentioned it a lot in all of your great stuff. Five safeties, four corners, five linebackers, right. five that rotate in For on sure. the defensive line. There's no joke on all of that and, and there's a big reason why, but you're right. So you're racking Ali Isaiah Childs, two of those guys that uh, deserve some love for finding a role. A DUI is a serious charge and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown. I've been meaning to ask you this. We don't even have to extrapolate on it. I just want the yes or no. Clifton McDowell, can he come back next year? He can come back. Because I remember he, that they said that in the, the release when he first got here, and I don't know if he wants to or not. I mean, I think that he probably will. I don't, I don't know. Regardless... I've just been asked that a lot lately. I've been asked that a lot too. And everyone says senior and and now it's so crazy, Coulter. We do this a lot, but now with a senior, there's three different categories of senior. There's just a normal senior. There's a red shirt senior and there's a graduate senior. (laughs) It's like, my goodness. But yes, Clifton has one more year. And of course it hasn't been talked about anything with the future. Everyone's focusing on this run. He does have another year of eligibility and I'm sure that will be a conversation for, oh, let's say January or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then take me through the, uh, the Jackson Lee touchdown. Oh man. How about this kid, man? Phillipsburg, Montana, he scored two touchdowns this year already. He looks like he's playing eight man again. Oh, big time. Pick six against Northern Colorado. And this was the final dagger. It was the third quarter. I mean, in the press box, in our booth, we kind of felt like the Grizz had in control up 35 to 12. But, you know, Delaware came back from a 21-point deficit the week before. That's what Coach Houck told his team. All of that stuff. They were still playing hard, still were moving quickly, all of those things. The final dagger was it was a slant route. Nash Fouch delivers the hit and jars the ball loose from a talented wide receiver. Delaware had really good wide receivers. They kept him in it at least for a little bit. 
The ball gets jarred loose. Jackson Lee, the classic scoop and score. That dude's fast, too, oh, by the so way. Fast. He outran some good skill oh, position really guys. For sure. Made it in just in the nick of time. But, oh, that was the final dagger. And then, Coulter, you didn't miss anything. And I'm sure glad that your lovely <laughs> wife told you to not check your phone. And everyone that was at the game is going to be nodding with me, I hope, when they hear this. The second half drug on forever. Right. Media timeout. Every time they went to TV timeout, 20,000 people booed. It was hilarious. <laughs> like, come on. Here we go again. Multiple reviews. Injuries. It just drug on that forever. Nothing had happened. a little bit of hard time calling the, the uh, what was going on. Diagnosing what the penalties were. This was Bozeman, too. I, I, I tell you. Where was the crew at from Bozeman? SoCon. Okay. And our, I, I, so when people ask this, I think we actually should extrapolate on this. We're not criticizing the officiating right now as much as we're just having a commentary on it. There is a distinct thing where, okay, in the playoffs, you get officiating crews that are from different conferences. They, when people are Bobcat or Grizz fans and they say that the refs are against them, the refs aren't against you. They just don't know how to handle the atmosphere. In Bozeman, the guy didn't even know when to tur- how to turn his mic on and off. They're like deliberating between each other and the whole thing's being broadcast over Bobcat Stadium. There's sh- his voice is shaking when he's making the calls. They just, they're not used to refing in, oh. in 20 to 27,000 people. No, I mean, the nerves are fully on display. Where and was this crew from? Missouri Valley, which surprised mm. me a little bit, but they also were a little rattled, I would say. Sure. And, and I would think just... Looking at the Missouri Valley as a whole, what are the characteristics? Tough conference, sure. right? You know, the, so you wouldn't think they would be calling on sportsmen like penalties nonstop. Right. We had four to five of them in this game on both sides. I think you Bobby Houck was care. close to getting another one. You know who doesn't care? Bobby Houck. <laughs> he does not care <laughs> one bit. He, he was telling me off air, he goes, you know, I had the sense in pregame that it was going to be one of those yes. games. And, you know, the old honorary ball coach, he, did, he played his part. And he said, finally, in the fourth quarter, once they had it within reach, he backed off a little bit and apologized. So, but all that being said, it was, it was wild. I mean, just to see that a Missouri Valley crew was rattled at night under the lights. But I think, again, it goes to show you the atmospheres we have in the Treasure State are unmatched in the FCS. Even at a North Dakota State, That's you looked right. at what you were there. I mean, you heard what Matt Ants and a couple players said this is the greatest atmosphere we've ever played in yeah. on the road well i am a little curious to say if that thing ha- if the matchup transpires oh. in a couple weeks what they're going to think oh, of this place oh my gosh if north dakota state comes here in two weeks this place is going to be off the freaking chain man it's going to be amazing <laughs> it will be incredible i'm getting goosebumps thinking about the chance uh, so back to uh, jackson lee i think he's a great example of having the same discussion how did the grizz go from this team in late September that we thought was going to have to fight and claw to even get in the playoffs to now absolutely the favorite to win this side of the bracket and go back to Frisco. How did this happen? I think guys like Jackson Lee and Trevin Gradney and guys like that are, are great examples because they didn't play that much other than just like on kick teams the last couple years. And you really just can't get acclimated to playing in games when you're like an eight-man football guy. I know Jackson Lee plays senior year at Sentinel, but he's mostly a running back. He wasn't really playing that much defense. It's so hard to get acclimated and know what you're doing until you actually do it. And now these guys have done it, and I think that that's why you see this crazy improvement. They've just gotten so much better as the season have gone along. Well, not only guys that were on Montana's roster. I agree with you. That's that's absolutely the point when you talk about game reps. Clifton McDowell, yes. he's a senior, didn't have game reps. Yes. As he has gotten game reps, he's gotten better. How about someone like Hayden Harris? Hayden right. Harris led the team with eight tackles yes. against Delaware. 
But you look at Hayden Harris. Okay, you see transfer UCLA. Yes. So you just assume, wow, this guy's higher level. Talented, yeah. Four game, four years he was there. He got in a total of three games and never got a tackle. Yeah. So he was still learning on the fly, even though he's a redshirt junior and a transfer. I mean, down the line, Kellen Dietrich. I think he yep. has made great strides in the middle sure. to be to spell Alex Gubner since Noah Cashmitter has been out, unfortunately, this yep. year. It, you just go down the line, right? From And I'm glad you mentioned that. From Lee, also Jace Klusiewicz. Klusiewicz absolutely For has sure. earned his way into the cornerback rotation, I mean, the guy's only too. been playing corner since, what, April? I mean, he's exactly. been less than a year. And, and they were picking on him a little bit stood his ground absolutely against Delaware so it absolutely goes down the line with that the game reps it's all perfect symmetry coaches obviously deserve a lot of credit for getting these guys on the same page the senior leadership I can't speak enough about it guys like AJ Forbes the, when we really want to go in in the trenches Coulter and figure out what happened against Northern Arizona how did they turn it around yeah coaches deserve credit for scheme and getting everyone ready to go it was the seniors. It was yes, the seniors. It was sure. the inner, the inside the locker room. We we know there's great teams out there that might not be able to pull it together towards the end because yes. of certain factors. Well, you have to have a good locker room. You have to have everyone on the same page, and these seniors deserve that. Whether you're a sports fan or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit Anode Designs you can also find them on Facebook. Anno Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call, 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anno Designs in Anaconda. What else can you tell us? Is there anything else to add about this, this Delaware game? I mean, it, it just seemed like a quintessential uh, Grizz, Bobby Hawk. I mean, Andrew wrote it in his story. It wasn't as if the Grizz absolutely dominated them from the outset. In fact, Delaware took away a lot of the stuff that the Grizz really liked to do, whether it's Eli Gilman in the run game or McDowell had the one nice touchdown. But he only had five carries. Right. So they and took so they, away they, looks. They, yeah, they took away a lot of the stuff he does. Uh, they limited Junior Bergen quite a bit, right? Um, and they did move the ball a little bit offensively. But then it's like like Coach Alka always says, if we make a big play on special teams, especially a blocked kick, and we rush for over 200 yards, we're going to beat you. Yeah, no one's going to come in here and win and do that. I think a couple observations for me was that, yes, Gilman was kind of held in check, but then it goes to show you the depth. First time, really, I felt the depth at the running back spot in a while. Because it's I, been kind of a one-two punch. It really has been, right? And Osmo, we know what he can do. Obviously, well, he leads the team in rush yards. Here's a little nugget for you. He's now 12 yards away from passing Justin Green for 12th all-time. So he'll Whoa. pass his position, Coach. That's crazy. Nick Osmo, I guess Justin Green's only here for a couple of years. True, but Nick Osmo, sneaky, right? He, yeah, I mean, he's he, had 700-plus yards like three three times in his career, right? He's got 1,800 yards in his yeah. career. There yeah. has only been seven Grizzlies that have rushed for 2,000. If they make a long run, 
run here, mm. he might join the 2,000-yard mm. club, and with his rushing touchdown last week, he passes Dave Dickinson, enters the top 10 for rushing touchdowns. Wow. So I think a good really sneaky good career for Nick Osmo. I think Keelan White deserves some love for what he did in the game. Yeah. I mean, he had he dropped even a pass that would have had him about 150 yards, but a big 52-yard pass play. I thought that was worth noting. And then just nothing from a stat standpoint, but just to close the book on Delaware – the snow, everyone loves the snow, and it was great for pictures and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm not necessarily sure it's an advantage for the Montana Grizzlies. Well, Bobby Huck said that in the post game. He said, hey, we're not really built for that because they have nothing but speed receivers. They only have, like, possession receivers. And I think, though, that that statement gives you a slice into the bigger picture. Remember when you asked me when we started this, yeah. why does this feel different? Well, if the snow neutralizes Montana, that means they know no matter what, they're a better team than whoever they line up against. So why would there be any other factors to try and give the other team an edge? They know they're the better team. That, to me, told me something, reading into the quote just a little bit more. But uh, looking at the early forecast that we can't trust, I think it's going to be cold, (laughs) but it probably shouldn't snow on Friday. By the way, game time temperature last week at Furman's game? 72 degrees. Oh, baby. Should be a nice little trip for the Paladins. Yeah, Bobby Huck said in the postgame press conference, said, hey, we got a quarterback from Houston, never played in the snow before. We got a bunch of offensive linemen that are built on athleticism more than they are, you know, sort of road graders, a bunch of speed receivers. They do have a couple backs that are great cold weather backs. Gilman and, and Osmo are certainly great cold weather backs. Their D-line's all built on speed, too. But, you know, Defensively, they got plenty of guys that can play in the cold, whether it's Braxton Hill or Tyler Flake or Levi Janicaro or, you know, Garrett Graves. There's a bunch of Montana guys on that side. Yeah, they're embracing that. And yeah. they uh, the, the best part after when they, they win and they dive in the snow afterwards, creative team did an awesome job here at the Chris too. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the snow, it'll be interesting to see if it comes back into play again. So you got the 2,000-yard rushers there? I've got to see if I can guess. You got uh, I'm gonna for, pull sure, it for sure Chase Reynolds, for sure Lex Hiller, because they both had like 4,000 yeah. yards. Jordan Canada has to be in the top three or four for sure. Justin Green probably has to be in that 2,000. Because Osmo's how many yards away from passing? Uh, Os- Osmo is 12 yards away, so Justin Green didn't, didn't make get it. To nope, he okay. didn't. And that, that becomes because he was only there for yeah. you know, a couple seasons. Rocky Cleaver's got to be in there for sure. I think you're missing numero uno. It's not Chase, and it's not Lex. Johansi Humphrey. Oh, Johansi Humphrey, of course. So there's three guys that are right around that 4,000. And then Jordan Canada's fourth, I think. Yep. Uh, and then... Here we go. We're getting this thing pulled up here. Live radio. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure, because we got to get this thing accurate. Okay, rushing in a career. Well, it's funny, too, because there's like this time in Grizz history where there wasn't any really... There was no rushing yards. <laughs> because, Yo, yeah. Like I, in the, with Don Reed time, like their leading rushers had like 300 yards in a season because all they did was throw. That's all they did. And state era, all that stuff. Here so, we go. So, Johansi number one. By three yards. Over Chase Reynolds. Over Chase Reynolds. Lex Hilliard. Lex Hilliard then three. Jordan, Jordan Canada four. Yep. Rocky Cleaver, Rocky Cleaver five. five. Is Peter Wynn in there? John Wynn. John Wynn. Oh, yeah. Six. Okay. Steve Caputo. Oh, nice. Is seven. Cool. So a little throwback from the early 70s. Wow. Peter Wynn was 15 yards away. Okay. So now Nick Osmo, though, I mean, you're talking some of these grizzly greats. He's going to pat Justin Green, yeah. Monty Bullardick, Jeremy Calhoun, Josh yep. Brannon, Peter Wynn. Yep. Those, those are, that's who's next. But yeah. Osmo got to play as a freshman. He plays played the whole time when he's been healthy. That, that helps. What's scary, I mean, he does have another year of eligibility, but he's already announced that he's done. He's got a yeah. job moving on afterwards. So, well, he's been so busted up. I, I'm happy to hear that. 
that because he's just he just is such a big target. He just gets hit so much. But how about this though? Never has had more than thirteen carries in a game this year. They've kept him fresh. That's why he has been able to break away, yeah, burst totally. his speed. He's been fresh and healthy all year long. And here's another nugget for you, Coulter. And, and you go, we talk about health a lot. Just to put this in number form, I think it's pretty amazing. And I think a lot of teams that are at this spot, still in the final eight, have had good. I guess luck when it comes to health for the most part. The Grizz, over half of their starters have started every single game this year. 12 of their 22 starters yeah. have been in the lineup all 12 games now. So yep. it just goes to show you continuity, togetherness, getting those game reps. That's why they're at where they're at. Right? Introducing SmartBiz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com slash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. All right, Furman, Greenville, South Carolina. Is this the first time they've played since the 2001 National it Championship? It is. It's the first time they've played. Wow, that was an absolute slugfest back then. What, 13-6? 13-6, and then looking back at it a little bit today, Furman scored with no time on the clock. It should have been right, a shutout. Nothing, it right. should have been a shutout. So we did a Grizz Greats podcast, uh, and then Ryan Tutel decided to leave ESPN Radio. So I was planning on a 20-podcast series 20-episode series for the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Championship team. We only got nine done back in 2021 because Ryan left, and I, I didn't have it in me to get it all done. But that's still available. Grizz Greats, the 20th, the silver anniversary, I think is what we called it, actually, of the uh, 2001 National Champ. So we have Joe I'm going to check that out this you week. You should. Joe, Joe Glenn, John Edwards, uh, Dylan McFarlane, some good, good episodes there. Um, what do we know about the Paladins? The Paladins, interesting, right? Interesting season for them, and, and just hard to – understand the strength of the SOCON. And I think that's yeah. going to be the biggest factor in this game. They're the only Southern Conference team that's left, now Furman. There were three going into last week, and two of them got blasted. Now yeah. to the top two teams, Mercer got beat 41-0 yeah. by the Jackrabbits. Delaware got beat 49, or excuse me, uh, not Delaware, Chattanooga but Chattanooga lost, lost to the, Furman. In the all-SOCON second round. 26-7. What we know so about dumb. Furman is they're really stingy defensively their yeah. defense is the reason that they they have made it to this point 17 points per game seventh in the country holding te holding teams to under 100 yards rushing so i think the yeah. the biggest factor coming into this that strength versus strength strength versus strength yeah. how about this mind-blowing video game like number the reason Furman is here right now at 10 and 2 and number seven in the country plus 17 turnover oh man margin. what's montana like plus 10 Plus 10 after last yeah. week. So plus 17, plus, plus 10. Plus 10 is like phenomenal. Oh, incredible. Plus 17, that's crazy. Furman's committed nine turnovers in 12 games now. Whoa. And they have forced 26. 20. So 26 has to be among the Oh, the number two in turnovers gained, number yeah. two with 17 interceptions. For those that aren't familiar like with what a gauge of good is, over 24 turnovers is an exceptional number. Oh. Over 25 is absurd. I mean, I think over Bobby, two per I think, game. I think like the 2008 Chris had like 28. I think that's the most turnovers I've ever had for a team that I've covered. Wow. I remember you had a spreadsheet out there, yeah, too. Yeah, I'll find about, that. Yes, I'll send that to you. I think it's really relevant this week. But the front for Furman is really good. Big, 
big, experienced lineman, then Travis Blackshear might be the best corner that the Grizz are mm, going to go okay. against. So I think it's Furman's defense that is certainly their strength. Everyone looks at their 10-2. They, they, their only loss is South Carolina early, so you don't sure. discredit that. And Wofford late, right? Wofford late, but there's an asterisk next to it. Their quarterback, Tyler Huff. Hurt, right? Yes, and their tailback, Dominic Roberto, were both out of that game. So yeah. they lose to a 1-19. Now, that's well, terrible, but at the same time, quarterback running back it's out. It's so annoying that we don't have any gauge because they played the SoCon schedule, and then they played a SoCon team in the second round, so there's no crossover. Well, it's like, and they're non-conference. Tennessee Tech, South Carolina, and Kennesaw State. Marcus, Marcus Knight, Tennessee Ma- Tech. Ah, how about that for a little yeah. reference there, too? And one more nugget when you look at what Furman has. And last week, Delaware had a crazy number, 45 seniors. 45 seniors. 45 seniors Delaware had last happen? week. How's that even Furman, happen? well, transfers, grad yeah, transfers. Yeah, yeah. Furman, 33 seniors. Wow. So experienced team that? coming in here, 16. 16. 16. So a little bit of a difference when it comes to that. But that's some of the news and notes, at least for Furman. Very small offensive line, four of their five or under 300 pounds. If you look at their offense... And I know they can, they're capable, but there's nothing that's going to pop off the page. 352 yards per game is all, 190 through the air, 160 on the ground. To me, it's the stingy defense and their turnover margin have been the reason why they're 10-2. and two. He's Riley Corgan, voice of the Grizz. You can find him all week. He got a busy week, man. Oh. About 7 p.m., Dahlberg Arena, Tuesday night. Uh, Montese Northern, is that right? Northern on Tuesday. And then 6.30 at the coaches show at Finn on Wednesday. And yep. then Friday night, you got the football game, of course. And then Saturday, they played Montana Tech, Montana right? Tech. That might, be, that might not be a bad game. And then, of course, Monday after they listen to the Big Sky Breakdown, check a new episode of the Inside the Den podcast. Oh, nice. Ace cool. and I are putting another one out. So, hey, it's a busy week. But guess what, Coulter? It's all at home. I didn't yeah, like right, traveling right, right, during right. a playoff league. Just driving down here is pretty easy. That's right. Thanks for being here, man. You bet. Coulter, you know what I call people who only grill in the summers? What's that? Gus. Morons. There's no better time to grill than in the middle of winter, boots on, snow falling, nose freezing, meat sizzling. And if you want to be the master of the winter grill, you got to make sure you're stocked up on Alpine Touch. The pepper blend is an old standby. The, the prairie fire will certainly keep you warm on the inside during the cold winter, and the chili sublime will remind you of warmer summer days to come. Alpine Touch available at retail locations around the state of Montana or at alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice.